Well, where? And they said, where on earth are all these customers coming from? They're all like 98% clicking through our website to go. And they were blown over. Um, we were. And um, you just think, right, proof, you know, it works. So we were we were shocked, but really, um, I'm really passionate about the rental and excited about it this year. things I find fascinating are the characteristics behind many different brands. Some of them are outgoing and energetic, some are a little bit more laid back. So in this podcast, we look to explore all the different characteristics, not only of the brand itself, its roots, its origins, but the people behind the brand. And is there a bit of a relationship between the characters of the people and the characters of the brand? This episode is brought to you by Winter Insight. From product reviews to resort reviews and all of your winter sport news. For brands, consumers, and retailers around the globe, it's your source for everything winter. Visit them at winterinsights.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Phil here, and welcome to this episode of the Legends of the Brand podcast. And this week, we're chatting with Rachel Westbrook from Echo Ski, who has had an amazing year. And I really just want to kind of catch up with her, find out how it's been, and talk about some of her successes. So hopefully you will enjoy this episode as much as I did having a conversation and catch up with her. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome wherever you are, and welcome to this episode of Legends of the Brand. And I'm really excited uh, to have with us today Rachel Westbrook from Echoski. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me back on, Phil. It's a, no an honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, we were obviously chatting beforehand, but uh, I was uh, thinking to myself, it's been 12 months since since we've chatted, and you've just had such a, a great uh, ascension. You've got some great publicity, everything like that. And I kind of wanted just to catch up with you um, because obviously a great story and perhaps just, you know, share with everybody the successes that you've had this year. So um, yeah, so that's why I kind of wanted to have you back on board. So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us today. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Phil. And it's sweet of you to say successes. I think you're just pedaling so fast, you never really have a chance to step off and look back in and see from an outsider how, how it looks. But no, it's been a busy, busy, busy 12 months, but an exciting one. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, just for people who have perhaps uh, um, people are probably very aware of you, but for those of you that are perhaps new to either the program or about what it is you're doing, perhaps you give us a quick overview in terms of what it is that EchoSki is and the, the four pillars of, of the program, the service and uh, yeah, the, the store. Just tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Well, EchoSki launched December 2020 um, in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone sitting on their sofas, no one going to the mountains. Um, slightly crazy, very ambitious, um, but yeah, it was just a passion project of mine and I felt um, I definitely just wanted to crack on and, and get going. But for me, there's not really any, you know, it's driven obviously by sustainability, um, the environment and the planet, people. Um, and for me, there isn't really one sustainable solution. Um, everything everybody's different um, and we all can make change in different areas. So um, we brought together four different, well, I call them pieced runs. So a green run, a blue run, a red run and a black run. And so the green run um, where we should all start out, obviously don't head straight for the blacks is if you already have some kit and the zip's broken, get it repaired. We can do that for you. If you don't have any kit, look at pre-owned 
And um, if you then can't find pre-owned kit that suits, then obviously look at rental. Um, and then failing that, if you're skiing, you know, three or four times a year or going back every year and you're not changing size or growing, then buy and buy better. But make sure you work that kit. It needs to give you a lot more. Um, so, yeah, we've got the four different departments. So, yeah, busy and taken on a lot. But um, I think they sit really well alongside each other. And those uh, those are mirrored for uh, both adults and, and kids as well. Is that right? Yes, sure. They go from, I think, actually, about, I think, six months up mm -hmm. to, well, and the ladies' sizing, we go up to, we go from an extra, extra small to a 4XL in ladies, which is a UK 22. And we go from an extra small to a, I think, 4XL in the men as well. And um, that's something actually that, we um, noticed last season we got a lot of requests um, from people for larger sizing. And, and you'll know as well as I do that most of the brands will be extra small to extra large or extra, extra large. There's not many brands that go up to 4XL. So that's something that we've worked really hard on this year to bring in some more brands with those extended ranges, which we're really excited about. Oh, that's brilliant. And uh, so I'm curious. So you have the, the four different pillars. So uh, or four different pieces, uh, pardon me. Um, and of them, which one, you know, I would say hasn't gone to plan, but uh, which one has kind of uh, taken off uh, most of this past year, your first year of trading? Was it what you expected? Was the rental more than, the, say, the retail side? Or how did that kind of uh, play out for you? Well, the rental, I think when we spoke last year, just after the snow show, we went to the snow show to talk about rental and introduce it to the industry. And we very much hit the season thinking that we were going to use it as a way of introducing rental options and encouraging people to think about the green, the blue, the red and the black and knowing that they don't always have to go to the black straight away. Um, and the rental massively took off, right? We were definitely, we worked with a, um, a rental company who were absolutely amazing. Um, we partnered with them last year. This year we're going alone, but we'll talk about that later. And they were brilliant, but even they said, people don't tend, from their experience, people don't tend to rent ski kit, but they will come to the rental to try and buy cheap ski wear, like X rental. So they were using it more of an avenue. And and so we got our first rental order in, in, I think, November or something. And then it just snowballed from there, like every day, orders, orders, so much so that we ran out of stock. We had to, it was very much on the back foot, replenishing stock the whole way through the season. And we were aware, and they said, where on earth are all these customers coming from? They're all like 98% clicking through our website to go. And they were blown over. Um, we were, and um, you just think, right, proof you know it works mm. so we were we were shocked but really I'm, I'm really passionate about the rental and excited about it this year so what, what do you think I mean uh, what do you think is the tipping point that's kind of caused that I mean we're we're um, obviously to a certain extent rentals become much more acceptable I mean because it's it's you know it seems like it's been it's just gone over the edge in terms of that, yep happy to rent happy to do that what do you think has caused that what's been the the change do you think and so sudden as well I know so sudden well there's been rental in the fashion world for a few years 
already like with rent the runway her my wardrobe and there's been a few people around there and it made total sense to rent a one-off designer outfit i think it's very much driven by high-end fashion and, and affordability and you know going to a wedding and still in that mindset of i don't want to wear the same dress that i wore to the wedding last weekend um, but i can't afford to buy a new one so i'll just rent this one so i think that's where it all started um, but to me, ski wear is quite similar, obviously not driven by fashion and you're not just wearing it once, um, but you ski so, well, not everybody, but the vast population of UK skiers will probably go for one to two weeks a year. I, I would expect, you know, maybe every other year, you know, they're not, it's a, they're infrequent skiers. So it's a little bit like a wedding um in that and it's so bulky you know all the ski wear if you have a family like me family of five with you know pants ski jackets helmets mm -hmm. you know everything loaded and shoved under your bed for you know it's kind of makes sense to just borrow and i think it's the whole sharing economy and the awareness of the environmental impacts and social impacts of what's happening to our planet and the overconsumption and the waste um and people changing sizes and growing children and you know we just can't keep up with this buying cheap wearing it once trying to find a friend or family to offload your kit to and um i think people have just said you know that's a no-brainer why would you not just it's, it's effectively eco skis rental department we want it to feel like you're borrowing from a friend <laughs> yeah no that's 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 a really great way of thinking about it because yeah i mean i, I was chuckling to myself as you mentioned there about you know stuff shuffled underneath the bed and um, you know, probably like many people, you know, throughout the uh, the course of the last couple of years, we we haven't uh, perhaps traveled as much as we, as we uh, have in the past. And um, I was up in the loft and looking at the bed and kind of like, oh yeah, there's that jumper there, or there's yeah that jacket and all that sort of stuff. And you sometimes it's slightly out of sight, out of mind. And um, with that, you know, if it can be put to good use or if it can be you know used by somebody else, then yeah, say it saves it going in 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 the, uh, in the landfill or anything like that. And I guess, you know, have you seen as well the, um, obviously the quality of many brands and products has been good for, for quite a period of time, but has the, um, has the, the quality improved that allows people to, to hold on to them longer? You know, I know you, you obviously offer a service for rewaterproofing and that sort of thing as well. You, you were looking at do, doing that. Has the quality of the product changed therefore to make it more economical for people to do that as well? Um, I think there's a real um, varying degree, you'll know as well, in terms of ski wear. Um, and it really does, you know, you kind of do get what you pay for. It's not, you know, like on the high street, um, you know, jigsaw will be more expensive than H&M for a vest top, but they're probably made of exactly the same. You know, you're buying the brand name. and um, But when it comes to ski wear, you'll, you'll probably know better than me, but in the factories where it's built and getting hold of the kind of premium materials and fabrics and um, some of the kind of lower down brands. And I'll call, you know, like buying ski wear off the high street um, that's made in a factory that uh, also make, making, you know, sparkly dresses. Um, their fabric isn't going to be as premium as the proper outdoor brands. Um, so I think the fabrics also when it comes to the dwrs the waterproofing of our material 
you know, the old traditional C8 um, PFCs that we use, they were, you know, they're called the forever chemicals for a reason because they never biodegrade, um, which obviously means that they're going to live for forever. <laughs> they are going to live for forever. So in some ways, the older kit is probably more hard wearing than some of the new kit that's been built to be more environmentally friendly if that mm. it's kind of a slight catch 22 but what we're seeing at the moment is um brands designing ski kit to be more circular so instead of you know mixing fibers and you know adding thousands of zips and um, making it really you know it's a slightly um like one of our brands houdini um mm-hmm. that we've just taken on their um ski wear is incredible really hard wearing but their purpose is that end 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 of life it can be brought back to life if that makes sense and we touched on that earlier about this kind of designing for end of life um but we also need to design for use and it does need to be hard wearing and i think that ski wear from the top brands has always been hard wearing mm-hmm. um it has to be hard wearing um but the brands that we have on our books they do vary quite dramatically but that's the price difference so has that answered your question not really? yeah yeah no totally, yeah. totally. That's, that's fine yeah no and i think as well you know as we, if we look at the the uh the rental versus the the, the pre-owned i mean i was referring to it i think before it was pre-loved um so if, if people are uh so people can still approach uh, Echo Ski with some of their own equipment uh, for for you to perhaps take it on. Is that is that correct, or is that uh, how does that work? Well, that's what we kind of had um, in mind at the outset, mm-hmm. um, and we call it pre-owned because pre-loved feels like the person that gets it second isn't going to love it. When true, you good can. point, well made. <laughs> so, so pre-owned, yeah. uh, re-loved would yeah. maybe be better. But um, I think when we set out and we were kind of going to run it from our shop um, in Oakham, that was going to work quite well with people coming and going and dropping off their kit. But now all of our stocks held up at ACS. It's, it is quite hard for us to take other people's kit mm-hmm. on. Um, so our pre-owned will be very much um, friends and family giving mm-hmm. um, and our ex-rental stock. And we will take other people's stock on. But we're also quite keen to work in partnership with a couple of other people that are doing similar to ours, but their bread and butter is resale. And it's, I'm quite keen on working in partnerships and alongside people as opposed to compete. Um, yeah. So we're trying to um, get to a place where we can work with a company called Hooski that um, have a peer-to-peer site. So buying and selling pre-owned. So we will take on kit, um, but the idea is really um, for them, people to sell it themselves they can donate it to us and we can put it in rental or resale and do something for charity and donate it on their behalf. Um, but also end of life, um, we can take stock up, stuff on as well and and make sure it doesn't go to landfill um, and go that way. But there's another person that we want to work with as well called Kit, Kit Up, um, and that's a charity run business. Mm-hmm. I think it's Kit Up. And um, it's a, a lady called Fran. Um, who's taking donations and gifting it to um, people that can't afford to buy outdoor wear. So we're ideally going to be working as an avenue to ship stuff to her as well. So, yeah, oh, lots of balls in the air. That's <laughs> wonderful. And I, I guess perhaps after after our conversation, perhaps you can share with us the links so we can put them in, in the show notes of that sort of thing as well. Be great. 
Yeah, brilliant. And um, obviously, one of the services you mentioned beforehand was uh, your repair service. Um, so how does that work for people? I mean, do you, do you do like a virtual conversation with somebody beforehand to see whether or not it's going to be cost effective to, to send a repair to you to have it done? How does the, the repair service work for you guys? So there's a link on our website under the repair um, page. And it's just to fill in basic information, add some photos, and it comes through to us. I don't personally do the repairs, you'd be pleased to hear. Um, <laughs> so we either send it to um, Lancashire Sports Repair, and I'll give you their link as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people can send it direct to them. We, we, we're we not making money out of the repair service. We're just forwarding people on to people that know what they're doing. Um, and then ACS, who do all of our um, rental and sales and pre-owned fulfillment up um, in Scotland, um, have a repair centre there as well. So we can potentially send to them um they will send a return they will send a label so that the customer can put their stuff in the bag once they've sent the photos and filled in the form and we've given them a rough idea of price and they say yes we'd love to get it done then acs or lancashire sports repair will send a label to the customer they'll package it up stick the label on and then it goes up gets repaired and then sent back so it's quite easy um but it's the kind of stuff that uh, you you'll know but um you know outdoor wear you, you can't really take it to your la- local seamstress because you don't really want a needle and thread through your tape seam so it's quite a specialist job <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so i was uh, a few years ago i um i think it was uh lecture sports i used and i had a zipper on a very nice jacket which was um uh, the, the the door had closed I'd hang the the jacket was hanging uh, on a hook uh, and the hook was behind the door and the and the, the zipper got caught in the in the door frame as the door closed and it basically it broke the the zipper and it wasn't a, uh, something that I could I could repair um but you know you turn around and think here's a, a really wonderful jacket and you know you don't want to throw it out there's no need to throw it out but finding a service like that that allows you you know to send it up get it repaired and then it's good as new and I was like yeah that's that it you know it feels right. It feels right. I to know. Do that. And, I, and I think with ski wear, it's um, because of that reason. It's not something you can just drop off at your local mm. local repair center. And, you know, that it's 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 hard. It's, it's mm. a specialist job. And I think the easier we can make it and the more we can shout about it, the more people will think, you know what? I don't even have to leave the house. I just shut the <laughs> label and, you know, it's done. And then it arrives back. And um, no, it's nice, refreshing. And, and also it's things like the amount of people that I've spoken to, even friends, and they say, oh, my, my ski jacket's lost its waterproofness. Um, it's no good. I need a new one. I, well, you know, <laughs> how long have you had it? How do you wash it? Have you ever reproofed it? Oh, no. You know, and they just put it in a normal wash with their underwear and you know, expect it. To so, so, you know, it's amazing how people don't, um, aren't aware of that. Um, so, no, it's, it's interesting. And actually at the snow show, is it next weekend? Yes, mm. week tomorrow, mm. today, <laughs> tomorrow. And um, they, um, ACS are coming down with their ozone wardrobe. Um, so it's like a cleaning chamber. Um, so you can bring your kit down and have it um, cleaned in their wardrobe. And we're going to have, I mean, it's not a proper job, um, reproofing It's better probably to put it in the washer, but we've got one of those sprays. So we're going to respray everyone's jacket. So just get it ready for the start of the season. Oh, that sounds like a really great idea. So what you're saying is for the snow show, uh, we just need to bring one shirt. We can just, just hand it to them. to they, they can clean it for us. We can wear it tomorrow, the next day. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's done in, um, it's a 15-minute job. 
Oh, so great. Yeah. Half, half an hour slots. We're meant to have a booking form on our website. But <laughs> it's not there I, I, yet. Your your website is brilliant. We were chatting about this beforehand as well. And I know it's been, uh, I say, uh, a labor of love to to get it up and running this year. But uh, by all means, everybody take a look at it. Some fantastic, um, uh, you know, videos and information on there. Um, and um, you know, on there as well. You were talking earlier on about um, uh, shouting and everything like that. But um, you've done some huge media engagements over this past year as well. Obviously, which has helped. Uh, with getting the, the echo ski name out there, but you've done things like the Financial Times and all of this. I uh, was at Bloomberg, um, and I think it's I think it's wonderful. And what's it, what's it been like? Uh, you know, dividing your time up to actually have to go and speak to the media. Yeah, I know. Well, it was something I definitely didn't anticipate having to do, um, but um, it's yeah. I mean, it's a massive, massive compliment. Um, and yeah, just so grateful for anybody that will help spread the word and the kind of um, the positive, the support. And mm -hmm. people have been incredibly encouraging and interested. And it, it's when people like Bloomberg, I mm -hmm. thought it was a joke when they emailed me. I uh, didn't, uh, they came through the website and then they emailed and then they contacted me on LinkedIn. I thought, well, maybe it is real. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then we had an interview and she said, so I'll just write this and I'll write this. And I said, God, is it definitely going to be in? She said, yes, it's an incredible story. And the fact that you're a mum doing it all from home. And um, so, yeah, no, it was brilliant. And you just think, you know, this is, it is a good idea. Mm. It's, um, I've never had any negative comments. Um, obviously, every business has a footprint and I'm very mm. conscious of that. And the website you mentioned videos and Again, you're like, gosh, the videos and, you know, it's a carbon footprint. A website has a carbon footprint. So really, from an eco point of view, our website would be very basic with nothing on it other than your rental stock. But it's that balance of getting the message yeah. across. And um, so, yeah, we love the videos and the website has been a labor of love. Um, it's ongoing. Um, but no, <laughs> hopefully it's easy to use, self-explanatory. And yeah, no excited for the season yeah well yeah and um you know you uh, talk about um obviously the website and that that sort of thing i'm, I'm curious about as well you know uh, if we reflect back 12 months ago um you know you probably had a certain vision in place for where you want to be now has the vision changed or or what what's uh, what bumps along the road have you come across uh, over the last 12 months to get you to where you are today um i don't think the vision's really changed at all um other than you know we were talking earlier about the new partnerships i had something that i've never really contemplated um we were always kind of set out to be very much business to customer um but we have been working very closely with hotel plan this summer ready for this season um we've also partnered with one of our brands icebreaker to launch um some really exciting kit that they have developed Mm -hmm. um and you realize that you know actually as an independent company we have a small voice um but when you partner with people with bigger voices you make bigger change and i said to someone last week you know eco skis this tiny little cog um part of a bigger wheel um like the inside of a watch you know all the little mm -hmm. cogs have to turn around to get turned together to make the needle move and i feel that as an industry and as a world, you know, we all have to be a little cog turning in the right direction. And that has been a big part of EcoSki. So 
that's um, definitely been the biggest change. But yeah, I am. Uh, I was uh, thinking as you as you mentioned that that you know you've because uh, you you've done some uh, not only some some media things as well, but you you're also um, come a bit of a champion. Was it uh, you did some uh, was this uh, Listex earlier on this year? You did some um, a speech there as well, and it's 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 interesting because you know. Uh, at one point, uh, or not at one point, but I guess you have the the business which you want to run, which is actually doing the job, versus getting out there and sharing the message and uh, of of it, you know. And you know, do you have much of a team there that helps you, that helps support you to be able to go out and share the message? Because at the end of the day, uh, EcoSki, you know, needs to function and work and everything like that um, for it to do its job that you're out there telling the message about. So, do you have much of a team there that's helping you out? And well, exactly. And I think that's the thing that's, you know, when I leave the office, I say office, house for a day to go to Listex, you know, you're trying to, you're still in charge of the website and you're still in charge of like trying to wear different hats all at once. Um, and so, yeah, I have had to build a bit of a team this year, but I'm so grateful for everyone that's helping me. I don't know whether you know Pete Cole. Do you know he used to work at yeah. Snow and Rock? Yeah. So he's helping um on the like buying side so um the point of contact with the brands um so he can kind of make sure that um you know i'm paying my bills on time and stuff like that he's amazing and i've got amazing abby butcher i don't know mm -hmm. she's she's not like an official limb because i'm not at that point where i can afford to pay everybody like um big salaries but she's helping out with um most of the pr so a lot of the stuff that we've had written about us has come she's written it on our, but you know, approach people. She's just done a press release about the icebreaker partnership and eco ski, which will be going out next week. And so she's been amazing. Um, we've got Alexis Air, who is a marketing, um, sustainable marketing expert. Um, and then Isabel, who's my partner in crime, who's been in it since day one, who um, is just like the support with everything. She'll do it everything and anything and then Steve who's helping with the website and obviously adorable Shemi who's constantly like shouting about us and so yes everybody there's kind of I feel like I'm spreading the load um and they're all contributing and helping those little wheels keep keep moving um but I've, I love list, list X it's good and it's an and, amazing industry isn't it oh it's fantastic it's fantastic and the um the uh the fact that obviously you're getting involved in some of these other avenues, such as Listex and public speaking and like that, and with a fantastic team in the background, um, do do you enjoy that aspect of media engagement in PR, or do you would you much rather, I say, um, get hands on in the background? I am definitely. I'd probably rather sit um, and be hands on in the background, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I get really nervous about doing the talks because I never, I, I think, like I said to you before as well, I don't feel, I feel like I'm constantly learning. I, I'm, I'm a real perfectionist, but I'm also a realist. And, you know, you kind of, so when I do my talks, it's very much kind of, I'm not an expert because I'm not, but mm. I'm learning every day. Um, but I think we all are, like even the mm. experts are learning every day. You know, nobody the scientists didn't forecast what was going to be happening with our in our mountains mm -hmm. and um you know they did but they've massively underestimated it um and uh so yeah i think it's really just going and 
it's a real confidence boost. It shows that people really are engaging and are interested. Um, and so I, I am, in, I am enjoying it. Um, and it's just helping spread the word and realizing that there's so many people out there that mm. have acknowledged that, you know, we really all need to make change. Um, you know, the basic fact that the natural resources that we're taking, you know, we're using 1.7 planets at the moment, um, the resources of the equivalent of 1.7. It's forecasted to rise if we carry on to three planets. You know, our poor planet, our ecosystem systems are literally like the rainforests are giving off more carbon dioxide than they're absorbing. You know, we're on the brink of a disaster. And I think people are acknowledging that now. And, you know, we have to learn from each other. And, and I think that's what when you go and do these talks, I think you realize that we're all in the same boat mm. and some people might be, you know, I live and breathe it. So yeah. I, I, I feel like I could just can't read or listen to enough. Um, yeah. And um, it's, it's good to all talk as a community and an industry and Listex was a real, you know, eye opener into mm. the industry and, you know, there, everyone was keen to do what they can and, and it's really good. You, you mentioned something there, which I'm just going to pick up on that. Um, and it was fascinating that you said you like to listen and read, you know, lots of different things. So um, there's probably almost three elements to what it is you're doing. You have your, your business operation, you have your, let's say, your your your, your media and promotion. But then probably like um, unlike other businesses or you, you have um, an education side, which you and, and your team are having to go through, having to learn to find out what's going to be the most environmentally friendly, what the impact is and everything like that. So, um, you know, how do you, first of all, what, what sort of uh, resources or sources do you tend to go to to gain your information? And I guess the, the balance to that is trying to say, how do you, how do you, I wouldn't say fact check, but how do you make sure you get a holistic uh, amount of information, not just somebody's greenwashing? How do, you, how do you distill and find that information so you feel comfortable and confident that you're doing the best you can? I think that's my stumbling block, which I'm okay. trying to say, because there isn't a right answer. So mm -hmm. it's listening and reading and taking everything slightly with a pinch of salt. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, there's there's particular people that I really admire. And then um, there's other people, like you say, there's a lot of greenwashing. And you mm -hmm. just think, you know, I'll, I'll often read something and it talks about recycled um, plastic bottles and you know, it's the way forward. And, and then, you know, the next day, and, and you just, you, so you have to kind of pick through it and then make your own judgment. So it's very mm. much, I kind of, it's instinct and gut feeling. And I think that's what I get nervous about because there isn't a right answer. It's a, gosh, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, I'm not sure whether that, you know, has enough I don't know whether that's the right answer and I don't know whether that's the right solution, which is mm. why, um, you know, all these sustainable solutions, they all have a trade-off. Um, and the plastic bottles, you know, short-term solution, we have a lot of recycled plastic bottle kit on our website. I personally don't think that that is the future. I think it's a short-term goal. But the problem with that is um, the recycling, next stage recycling is quite tricky. Mm -hmm. um, the mechanical recycling um, means that you can't recycle it again chemical recycling then you maybe can but it's just not as easy mm. you know the plastic bottle should probably stay in the plastic bottle circulation not be taken out and made into clothing that will ultimately end up in landfill 
Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, but then the scientists, you know, reading about the loss of, you know, we can see it with our own eyes, can't we? In mm. the Alps and the loss, you know, the Alps are melting, I think, twice as fast as anywhere else than the um, Antarctic, I think, is five times faster. Mm. And, um, you know, that that is scientific evidence that's come from people that that's not my opinion. That's just mm. reading. And it's like, well, the facts are there. Um, and the reason why it's all melting is because the planet is warming up. And the reason why the planet's warming up is because we're, you know, there's so much carbon and methane in the air. And you look at what we're throwing into landfill, clothing being part of it, producing all these me all these greenhouse mm. gases that we really shouldn't be producing. You're like, what are we doing? We're taking too much, we're wasting too much, we're warming up our planet, we're losing our ice, we've got to stop. <laughs> so yeah. that's my kind of um yeah no, that's, just that's, <laughs> no, that's fine um so uh obviously we uh the the name's echo ski i think we may have touched on this uh perhaps uh 12 months ago we were chatting but is there um is there plans for something to do in the summertime or you have any any thoughts for doing uh any sort of camping equipment is there is there a vision for that for the summer well interestingly i had a conversation with someone about this yesterday oh, well perfectly and, time then yeah, this it wasn't was planned tough. everybody by the way no. <laughs> Um, so yes, I think um, rent rental. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we have we had some. So we did a small summer range last year, and the idea behind the summer range was to talk about our brands and you know get the message, keep talking about environmental messages, and you know why these particular fibers are good and why and um, it was only a small um, collection, but we did have in there some. Um, Oh my God, I've forgotten what they're called. Hammocks. <laughs> we had some hammocks. And I was like, you know, actually, I would rent a hammock for the summer, you know, if you're going away. And so that got me thinking. And I was like, God, you know, walking boots, walk poles, um, you know, why do we not rent, you know, waterproof jackets? And so yes, it it's um it is on the radar. Oh but, good. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. So um, I guess probably one of the 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 um uh let's say final things, but as we take a look to, you know, here we are in October, uh, you know, 12 months time, you know, uh, hopefully we'll speak between now and then, but uh, 12 months time, hopefully you have a fantastic year, but looking ahead, uh, what are you most excited about for the season ahead with uh, Echo Ski? Well, personally going skiing, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but I'm really excited about the rental. I'm really mm -hmm. excited about the partnerships um, and yeah, just kind of spreading the message and engaging with our customers and yeah instilling change and it's ex so exciting knowing that our customers are so engaged and so um eco ski being like one of the at the forefront of this much needed change and yeah we're proud of i'm proud of what we've what we've developed and um just making the kit more affordable and accessible for everybody you know if it ticks financial and it ticks in the environmental from both sides it's a win-win so yeah i'm really excited really excited oh, let's wonderful. see that's wonderful well i wish you nothing but success uh for the season ahead and i'm sure the momentum will continue and as we look to the season ahead hopefully it'll be people heading to the the alps in a uh or wherever in an environmentally um you know responsible way and they're probably ideally come and chat to you in the, in the meantime and sort themselves out with some some kids so thank you so much for your time today and uh yeah i look forward to so you'll be you'll be at the snow show as well is that right yes 
yeah. Saturday, wow. Sunday next week. Wonderful. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll catch up with you then. And uh, yes, thank you so much for your time today on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Legends of the Brand. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Listen, drop us an email at info at legendsofthebrand.com. That's info at legendsofthebrand.com if you'd like to reach out and get in touch. And make sure to check out the show notes also at all the W's at legendsofthebrand.com. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.